Good morning, everyone. I'm R.W. Estella with a word in Edgewise. Today is the 14th of March, the 73rd day of 2022, leaving us 292 days until 2023. Today in 1794, providing a big boost to the Northerners' rapidly evolving textile manufacturing, underpinning America's Industrial Revolution, Eli Whitney patented the cotton gin machine, revolutionizing the cotton industry in the southern United States. Today in 1956, 50-year-old baseball pitching star Satchel Paige signed a contract to play for and manage the Birmingham Black Barons of the Negro National League. Today in 1964 in Dallas, Texas, nightclub owner Jack Ruby was sentenced to death for killing Lee Harvey Oswald in Dallas two days after Oswald had become the prime suspect in the 1963 assassination of President John Kennedy in Dallas. Today in 1967, President Kennedy's body was moved from a temporary grave to a permanent memorial. Today in 1971, the Rolling Stones left England for France to escape taxes. Today in 1973, then-Navy pilot and future Senator John McCain was released from the North Vietnamese prisoner of war camp he had spent over five years in. Heavenward in the western sky earlier this morning before dawn, the burgeoning moon waxed gibbous against the distant but nonetheless bright beehive star cluster in the zodiacal constellation Cancer the Crab. And on Wednesday in the southeastern sky before dawn, Venus will be closest to Mars. Finally on Friday, just after midnight, we'll have March's full moon, known variously as the worm moon, the crow moon, the crust moon, the sap moon, and the lenten moon. This past weekend, a couple of major milestones were worth remembering, not only for their timeliness, but also their relation to one another on a number of levels. The first harkens back to 1918, when the first confirmed cases of a deadly global flu, flu plan pandemic in the United States were reported among United States Army soldiers stationed at Fort Riley, Kansas, where 46 soldiers had died. World War I was continuing toward its end later in the year, which coincided with the deadliest wave of the H1N1 virus. Eventually, by the time the pandemic had subsided sufficiently to no longer be considered a major threat, two years would have passed and an estimated 33% of the world's population would become infected, with as many as 50 million deaths worldwide. At least 675,000 people died from the Spanish flu pandemic in the United States. The second important consideration concerns the common denominator between the 1918 Spanish flu and COVID-19 of transmissibility, and the measures we have found to work effectively against that transmissibility, and the surge in cases when we are not vigilant enough employing those measures. Human nature deals variously with risk management, and risky behavior is certainly a feature of the human condition. We want to see what we can get away with. Today, we want to see whether we can sit shoulder-to-shoulder -shoulder in stadiums, hoping that the masks we are wearing will prevent our contracting COVID. We did the same thing in 1918 and 1919. Pressed further, we want to see whether we can sit shoulder-to-shoulder -shoulder in restaurants and not wear masks, and see how that works out. Everything's an experiment anyway, isn't it?
Swedish economist and diplomat Dag Hammarskjöld, who in 1953 became the second secretary general of a then still fledgling United Nations, held that most of us in our lifetimes will probably not realize the peaceful world order that we dream of, but our efforts will be gauged in how much of a difference we establish between anarchy and a tolerable degree of chaos. The key word there is tolerable. Has someone close to you died from COVID? Or has someone close to you survived COVID but is coping with the daily debilitation of long COVID? Here in the United States, when we look at our current 80 million cumulative cases of COVID since the first reported cases on January 21st, 2020, and divide that by the total cases worldwide of about 454 million, we find that we in the U.S. have roughly 18% of the world's cases of COVID, while we are only 4% of the world's population. Today, in a somewhat distant second place to the U.S. stats, India has 43 million cases. In third place globally is Brazil with 30 million cases. Fourth place this past week goes to France owing to its significant recent spike in cases so that its total since the beginning of the pandemic is now 24 million. That bumps the U.K. down to fifth place with 20 million cases. Russia and Germany, owing to a recently pronounced rise in cases, are currently tied for sixth place with 17 million cases cumulatively since the beginning of the pandemic about 27 months ago. On the fatal front, worldwide deaths due to COVID are at 6.1 million, while COVID deaths here in the United States are now at 966,000 up at least 9,000 since last week. Not a huge number for some folks, only an average of 1,285 of our citizens dying per day from the virus. Not a big number unless someone close to you has succumbed to COVID. Worldwide, more than 10.7 billion doses of vaccine have been administered. Today in 1879 in Ulm-Donau, Germany, Albert Einstein was born to Pauline Koch Einstein and businessman Hermann Einstein, and early on became a worry to his parents. Although he had started playing the violin at age six, his speech was still clumsy at age nine. He had trouble with mathematics and needed a year's remedial study before being admitted into Zurich's Federal Polytechnic Academy. After graduation, he tried to find a job but was forced to work as a minor clerk in a Swiss patent office in Bern. Nonetheless, in his spare time, he wrote A New Determination of Molecular Dimension, a paper which was so well received that based on the document's significance, the University of Zurich awarded Albert a Ph.D., In 1916, Albert Einstein published his theory of relativity, earning him international recognition as a genius, yet Albert continued to experience difficulties handling everyday life. Biographer Ed Morrow tells us that when Einstein worked at Princeton, he often became lost, and he never learned to drive a car. Income tax forms he found impossible to complete. Often having to explain extraordinary things to ordinary people, Albert Einstein held that everything should be made as simple as possible, but not simpler. 
Today is also the birthday in 1864 of legendary train conductor Casey Jones. In 1933, of English actor Michael Caine and of American musician and composer Quincy Jones. In 1942, of English actress Rita Tushingham. And in 1947, of American comedian Billy Crystal. From Orono, Maine, I'm R.W. Estella with a word in Edgewise. Here's to the 13th and last official week of winter. We're only a week away from spring.